0: Welcome to the Colorful Clipboard, where we discuss the building blocks of making dough in childcare. I'm Kate. And I'm Carrie. Welcome back to Colorful Clipboard, and today we are going to talk social media. We're not exactly sure where this is going to (laughs) go and all the different aspects because social media is, it's everything, right? It is media. So there are programs that use this entirely from their marketing standpoint. It is social, which means that people use this to communicate and to get to know each other. But then there's just all the different types, right? There's the Instagram and the Facebook and the Snapchats and Facebook groups and Facebook lives and TikToks and... And now Instagram Reels... (laughs) Because
1: they're trying, Instagram Reels. They're trying to compete with TikTok.
0: And then there's just the other social media and business related uh, chat rooms. So there's Discord that has different channels, and then there's Slack that has different channels. One has a tendency to be more business oriented. The other one, people seem to use in a more social or their younger businesses, because people are already on Discord. So. I guess my best my, my best first feedback on this You left out is gonna LinkedIn. Be, oh yes, LinkedIn. Well, yeah. So <laughs> So LinkedIn is definitely it falls into the gamut of social media though, but as far as social it it's more business social. Still. It is, but it is a place yeah. where if you don't have a director support network, it is a place where you can try to build one. That is true. So so let's talk about um, real quick some of the different components of when we start talking social media. Like I said, there's marketing. Right. Uh, there's hiring. Uh, there's understanding your staff and parents. So what do your staff have and use? And then what do your parents have in use? and use? And then there's parent
1: communication.
0: Oh yeah. So could you consider? (laughs) Could you
1: consider like Hi Mama and those apps or Kangaroo Time? Are those social media? See, I don't. I wouldn't view them that way. I would view them as business tools. But they Um, can be social because the parents can respond back on some of them.
0: Yeah. Um. I mean, I guess it can. I mean, there are programs who are using uh, more traditional social media, also in that way. So there are people who are using private Facebook groups um, that that way, um, right? And so I have to or say, se-
1: or secret Facebook groups. I have to say, from a time yeah. management perspective, having secret Facebook groups seems a lot better from a time management perspective than having your teachers have to send specific notes to every single parent in every single classroom. I I really, I understand the marketing perspective behind the high mamas and the kangaroo time, but it seems like a huge time suck to me.
0: What do you think about that? Well, not only is it a huge time suck, but of course I felt that way with the handwriting little notes. But I think it's also my biggest concern is kind of the reason why we tell people to get rid of the the, the phones in the classroom. I want you to be able to engage with the kids all day, not responding to parents. And so if the program wants to use those kind of apps, I think that's the director's job or you hire somebody who their only job is to go around to the classrooms all during the day, taking pictures, sending Snapchats, doing their thing, not Snapchats, but Sending the little communications to the parents. And if you have a program that's big enough to be able to hire somebody to do that, I think that would be great. Or people take turns. Like, everybody's got their hour where they go and do this. Um, I just think that it can be just a a, a huge um, burden for teachers who want to be able to engage with their kids. That's what you've hired them for. And now we're going. And when they're napping or in your spare time or when you get a chance, you also need to go do this. Yeah. Uh, so I like the I like the secret
1: Facebook groups. Again, be aware I am a Generation X and we're who Facebook is now for. But, <laughs> um, but that's, you know, group communication, even if you're using the hi mamas or kangaroo time or whatever, doing more of the group communication where you take a picture of the kids and send that off as opposed to trying to get individual shots of each child every day. not (laughs) quality
0: care not quality care. Yeah, so so let's talk a little bit about, okay, so I want to touch, you touched on LinkedIn. And so LinkedIn definitely has its place as a director. Um, you want to be on LinkedIn. As, a, as an owner, you want to be on LinkedIn. Uh, if you are trying to make sure that your program has a professional, um, in other words, the people who you cater to are generally more white collar professionals, then you definitely want to make sure that or you and your collar. staff-
1: Or pink collar professionals. Or
0: pink collar. You want to make sure that, and not that blue collars don't. Let's not, I don't want to, what I'm thinking is you want to make sure that you understand who comes to your program and where your program is located. So if you are a downtown in any city, any major city, if you are a downtown child care center and 90% of your clients are lawyers, you have a different place in social media than somebody who's in the suburbs and you've got a lot of stay-at-home moms who use your program almost like a Mother's Day out. So so definitely something to kind of think about. Um, so in addition to LinkedIn, there is um, Instagram. And again, I think Carrie and I will be real honest with you. This is still a new one to us. So Carrie, what is your take on who uses Instagram? When would you use it as a director... What's your? Um, I think Instagram
1: is much more people in their 30s and later 20s as far as a demographic. Um, it is um, slightly more female users than male, as opposed to Facebook, which is very equal. Um, so it skews a s- little bit more female. And businesses that are using it, and I have. I follow some people on Instagram who are using it very well, I think. I don't know if it's generating revenue, but they're creating stuff that is content that I'm happy to put a heart sticker on, right? So there are Montessori schools and Reggio schools, um, some play-based schools that are using Instagram uh, to showcase what they're doing. So they're they're doing short videos of kids playing in the mud kitchen, that kind of thing.
0: Okay, so let's think this through real quick because I want to, before we get two more into the other topics, I just want to make sure that we go here. So you need to make sure as a director that you've got all your media releases and that all your (laughs) parents are clear. You want to make sure that you have social media policies that are very clear as far as what staff can and cannot do on social media. In other words, do you have a, a, a rule against friending your parents uh do you really want your peers your boss and your parents to know what you do on the weekend so so really think that through um and and talk to your staff about the importance of that have staff sign a social media policy when you hire them yeah and um, what
1: can they take pictures of the children if so can they take pictures of the children's faces can those images be shared on their social media that needs to yes. be part of your social media policy.
0: Well, yes, and their personal social media versus um, maybe the work social media. So, So definitely... Look at those things. And then lastly, you want to think about the social media demographics and doing a regular social media survey with your parents and staff. So the staff, it's important. So if you need to hire new staff, right, you want to know where the staff that you like are on as far as social media, right? So if you had had great success hiring awesome staff on Instagram, well, you want to know that so that, again, your posts are things on Instagram that would get people to possibly want to follow you to possibly go to work for you. Right. Um, if you are marketing your cl- and you're trying to find clients, that's, you need to know where they are. So again, your Instagram is going to have a different feel if it's um, how you're marketing to find your clients. So if you're, Carrie's telling me that Instagram right now is um, kind of that late 20s, early 30s. I mean, I know a fair amount of teenagers that are still using yeah, Instagram. So there still are. Um, it, but I would say there's, more
1: because they're now sort of moving over to TikTok. They moved over to Snapchat
0: and then they moved over to TikTok. Yes, but I'm going to be honest with you. I think TikTok is a a COVID experiment. I mean, I'll be curious to see where TikTok goes once people are able to not be spending eight hours a day in front of technology.
1: I don't know. I think TikTok is a revival of Vine.
0: Yeah, but even Vine didn't I mean, mine was a I, thing I th- for, what,
1: four or five years? So I, it's the same kind of content. <laughs> they right. just
0: think that it's new because they don't remember. <laughs> well, and that's why I said I, I I will be curious to see how long and in what way TikTok looks like um, in two years. Yeah. Because right now, I think that TikTok, if you really look at TikTok, I mean, if you look at the users of TikTok in the last seven months, it's been insane. Um, yeah and that is entirely covid so you know let's
1: mama's being challenged by their daughters because i'm a mama who was challenged by her daughter to you know learn a tiktok dance and i was like well i'll learn the dance but do you have a tiktok account and she said well i don't post on tiktok and i'm like okay well i'll learn the dance but i don't you know Anyway, I think there are mamas who are (laughs) posting on TikTok after their kids challenged them.
0: Yeah, I think there's, I mean, I'm not saying there's not a role. And I know that there's even some child care centers. I know there's a lot of other industries that are using TikTok effectively to market. So fitness professionals, um, dance teachers, uh, any sort of teacher, anybody who does public sports public speaking um, again those are some industries that i've seen do this really really well uh, just like instagram i remember when instagram started and it was like restaurants right everybody and their brother was taking pictures of their food and yeah i i swear i gained 10 pounds just looking at instagram when it first started <laughs> and, and um so but so these are all questions again none of these are bad they're all things for you to think of when you're developing your social media plan so and real quick you know I, let's talk okay i was just gonna say you know Figure out what you're wanting
1: to do with social media. Don't just become a consumer. Uh, become a producer of whatever social media it is that you want to be utilizing.
0: I think. Okay, that's so the let's key come. Thing. Yep, let's come back to that real quick. So if you are enjoying what Carrie and I talk about on Colorful Clipboard. Um, just buy us a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. Um, the website is actually www.buymeacoffee.com backslash colorful. And if you want to stay abreast or get new information or things that are exclusive, feel free to get a membership uh, either monthly or yearly. And you're going to get exclusive resources and many episodes that are just for you. And uh, we would love to have your support. Okay, so back to today's episode where we were talking um, specifically about social media. One of the things that Carrie talked about uh, right before the mid-roll was consuming versus producing. Carrie, help me understand as a director what that means and what the different types might be. Okay, so I'm going to pull out another social media that we haven't talked
1: about at all because I think people can definitely get the difference here. (laughs) Pinterest. (laughs) Pinterest (laughs) is a social media that every one of your teachers probably consumes, right? They are consumers. They go into the Pinterest black hole, right? They're like, I just need to get a coloring sheet. And forty five minutes later, <laughs> they come away from the computer with this glazed look, like they look like they came out of the clockwork orange. Right? They just... Are you
0: are you are you outing yourself in that one, Jordan? I'm not I think saying that's anything. More of a uh,
1: <laughs> so that's being a consumer of Pinterest. If, on the other hand, you were somebody who, when you have set up a, a an invitation to learning or um, a learning center. And you take a picture of that learning center, like you've set up dramatic play as a campground and you take pictures of it and
0: then you post it to Pinterest. Then you are a producer. Of OK, the so media. so let's let's stay right there on that example. If you're a child care center, how would being a producer help you from a business standpoint?
1: it depends on the social media platform. So on Well, Pinterest, I'm asking about specific yeah, Okay, Pinterest. so on yep.
0: Pinterest,
1: it is actually a recruitment tool for both parents and uh,
0: employees. Okay, but what would you post? So if you're posting that picture of a, a of an interesting dramatic play area, so what you probably would have done is written a blog
1: post So, and that blog post can be fifty words. It does not have to be four (laughs) hundred.
0: So you have to have a. So now you're telling me I have to have a blog. I'm telling you how to be a producer of this content and have it make (laughs) you
1: money. Now the blog can be just a page on your website. It does not have to be big and involved. Um, It can even be a post that you make on Facebook and then you share it to to Pinterest. Or a post you make on Instagram and then you share it to Pinterest. It doesn't have to be a dedicated blog. Okay, so so the blogs. You're writing down, you know, this week we're studying forests. So our dramatic play center is set up as a campground because that's something people do in the forest. And we. Okay. And then you just explain a little bit about what you did and you throw it up on Pinterest and there will be parents. Who are like that is so cool why does my center never do anything but a kitchen okay all right And there are teachers so... who are like i want to be at the center that supports me in doing that great
0: that's exactly what i was hoping we'd be able to help with our directors with so if they're using um instagram How might, so I think I already mentioned that you would use Instagram two different ways and you kind of need to think that through as you're using it. So you have it as either basically appealing to people who might come to work for you or appealing to parents Um and and I will tell you one of my biggest pet peeves right now. So everybody who's 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 listening understand the worst thing you can do from a social media marketing standpoint is have Instagram talk to your Facebook and automatically (laughs) share. Yep. That's not how those are two those are two different populations. And if you aren't sure, go do your own social media analytics. Go go pull up the numbers because um I've been working with a group and the post that is their least interactive post on Instagram is always their most interactive post on Facebook. And it's the exact same post. And it's because of the demographics of who's on and when they're on and what they're doing on that page. Yep. So you, the other thing to think about with all of the social media are those the stories, the groups. Um, so you have Facebook groups, you've got Facebook stories, you've got Instagram stories, you, you've got all of this, and um, as a director, it's very easy to get overwhelmed. And so, I would say my suggestion would be to pick one absolutely and get to know it well. That's would what you I agree, was Carrie. Say, yeah, yeah. Pick okay. one, and if if what
1: you're needing, which I would say, you know, there's two things that centers always need, right? You need good employees, and you need new clients. So which one are you going to be working on? Don't try to work on both of them at the same time when you're starting out. (laughs) Pick one thing. If you're needing to hire, then what social media platform are the people you want to hire on and what are the things that they would find interesting and fun about your business? If on the other hand, your staff is fine and you're actually trying to bring staff back that you furloughed and you're trying to reach out to clientele, where are they and what are they going to find interesting? It's going to be different information.
0: Absolutely. But what if you are so overwhelmed by this concept and you don't even know where to start? Do I hire a firm? Do Do I do it myself? Do I read a book? Do I take a class? Do I, do I, is there somebody else on staff who can do this? Because I just don't want to do it. All of those are possible. All of those are possible.
1: And, um, I think if you get into the point where you're running Facebook ads or Instagram ads, please read some articles or take a class or hire somebody who does this for a living. Because it is really easy to spend $1,000 accidentally and get no result.
0: In the other thing those. that I think, yeah, I think the other thing that's real important is to find out, um, to look at, look at your staff social media. Um, see if you have some staff who seem to be doing really cool stuff. Um, maybe even look at other childcare centers and see what they're posting. Um, again, it's research. You would do this if you were doing a marketing plan. And, and this have is some conversations. part of marketing plan.
1: And, Absolutely. And, you know, find out. So part of the reason why I'm saying, you know, to pay attention, to take a class, to read a book is that it changes. You know, five years ago. When I first started doing Facebook ads, I knew exactly how to get eyeballs on my ads and get them to convert. It is a totally different story today than it was five years ago. Now you want there to be a video element of it. There wasn't even one available five years ago, right? So uh, video ads are doing better on Facebook they're doing better on Instagram. On Instagram the ads with animation. So, you know, they'll have like cartoon zigzag lines or something. That's the thing right now today on Instagram. I don't know what it's going to be on Thursday. <laughs> right? So so don't listen to what I'm saying and say, "Oh, I have to do what Carrie said" because it could be Thursday when you listen to this and it could all have changed. So getting Absol- an up-to-date absolutely. ebook or an up-to-date course is a good thing to do if you're going to go the ads route. But if you're doing organic traffic, you don't need to spend that money. Um, you just have to experiment. But if you're spending money, spend the money first on some training.
0: yeah so when we start talking about organic traffic a couple of things i want to just touch on is um, in addition to having a business page uh, you might have a parent group you might have an employee group but you also need to be part of groups that make sense because they're who you're hiring for so the neighborhood association the school PTO the the local group that supports you know animals or whatever because you've noticed that everybody on there seems to have kids. Um, and again, not all content has to be original. Um, that is the beautiful thing about social media is that you can share content. Uh, but you need to be aware of what you're sharing. Who is it from? Um, there's a difference between downloading and resharing versus just sharing from that organization. So if you see something really cool on a child care center, even if that child care center is in Wisconsin and you're in Texas, um, you probably don't necessarily really want to do it as a share. You probably want to download the content and upload it as um, original content uh, so that people aren't trying to figure out why you're sharing the, 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 the ABCs of the day from, you know, some Wisconsin child care center. Right. Um, however, something like NAEYC or Texas AEYC, that's a little different, right? Because those are associations for child care centers. Um, you know, I'm always a planner, right, Carrie? So I'm always going to say, come up with a plan. Um, and I think that social media requires a plan. Uh, I think it requires its own marketing plan, but I will be honest with you and, and Carrie and I have both experienced this personally is I think you need to kind of evaluate those marketing plans project by project um, versus uh, for the year. So this is kind of a different way of maybe even thinking or talking than we've had in the past. Marketing plans, um, especially if you're using social media, need to be really fluid and you need to be flexible and you need to be ready for anything that can happen. And so if you think about doing short-term marketing campaigns, um, for example, it's kind of like when we used to talk about the banners in front of the building do you remember that carrie yep and people are still doing it and there are a lot of
1: people doing it wrong
0: but exactly (laughs) that's exactly where i was going with that how'd you read my mind so what what are they doing wrong with it carrie they hang up a banner on one side of the fence
1: saying now hiring and on the other side of the fence now enrolling, and they leave
0: them both up for six months. Absolutely, that's like my biggest pet peeve. I mean, try to be as specific as possible. Um, infant room, and leave it up for six weeks. Then take everything down for a couple of weeks. Then post, you know, toddler classroom. I mean, be use a variety of um, marketing campaigns. And so you're going to do the same thing with your social media. Um, you aren't always. You're not. You don't need a one year plan to market on social media for new. Staff. <laughs> yeah.
1: I would say the longest any social media. Yeah. Six weeks was exactly what I was going to say. The longest any social media campaign should be in a childcare business is six weeks because you're pushing for the, you know, January enrollment cycle or you're pushing for, you know, hiring for the January <laughs> enrollment cycle. Um, those kinds of things. I, you don't do a six month plan. No. Because The social media will change in six weeks. Like I
0: said, it could change on Thursday. I don't know. (laughs) And when we talk about campaigns, we're not necessarily just talking about ad campaigns. So do remember that we aren't saying you need to go take a six-week ad and hire a company to manage something for six weeks for you. Because that six weeks will include you creating your content, thinking through what the goal or the outcome is that you want, and taking some time to kind of reflect at the end of at least four weeks on how successful were you.
1: Yeah. And so and it could be that, you know, for six weeks, I'm really going to highlight our interesting dramatic play activities. Because I know that the other three centers near me have really lame... (laughs) dramatic play. And we have
0: awesome dramatic play. Absolutely. So definitely, uh, like any other marketing, and if you haven't listened to any of our marketing podcasts, go do that. Um, But it's always important to know what your goal is out of your marketing, what do you want to see happen, uh, and to know what other people in your uh, community, your direct competition are doing. And goals
1: have to be measurable. I want more eyeballs on my program. That's not a goal. That's a wish. That's malarkey.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, do you want? If your goal is to enroll five new families in the toddler classroom, that's a goal. By now give a date. it a deadline. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so, so now you've said, okay. So by uh, November fifteenth, I want to do ten tours of my program because that is something you have control over, right? You don't necessarily have as much control over of the those 10 turning into five families or three families. But you can definitely control how many tours you do. So you may need to be, um, think about it on a, on a bigger scale. It might be how many um, clicks, how many views um, that you want are your goals, um, how many phone calls do you get. Um, those are all things you should track. Um, but if the goal is to get butts in the seat, then you may need to think about, you could say the ultimate is butts in the seats, but make sure that you then understand how many tours does that take? How many phone calls does that take? How many posts and clicks does that take to get there? And if you don't know all of that, uh, you might go back to your Texas Director course and, and read through and, and have some engagement and go watch the videos on the marketing. Um, go listen to some of our marketing podcasts because we've talked about that before. So um, I don't know if it's something we need to talk about here, right. but uh, we, you know. And, and
1: again, think about managing your time with this. I think the only thing we haven't really touched on at all is the fact that there are tools that allow you to sit down for an hour and create a month's worth of content.
0: So (laughs) Carrie, what are, so speaking of that, give me your top three tools and then I'll share my one or two if you didn't cover them. Um, So my favorite (laughs) one is HootSuite. I love HootSuite uh,
1: because it interacts with all of the platforms from LinkedIn to Pinterest To Instagram. The Instagram interface is a little wonky because you have to have it on your phone. You have to have Hootsuite on your phone and Instagram on your phone because you can't post to Instagram except on your phone. Um, But it has all of them. Uh, If you're using Facebook, it is very easy on a Facebook page to schedule your posts out. So you can have, and that costs you no money at all. (laughs) <laughs> so you can go in to Facebook on your page and schedule all of your posts for the month, and that's what we did for a long time in Texas. Director Kate and I would just go in and we would schedule everything for the month, and then we were done. Um, Hootsuite allows us to recycle stuff from previous months without having to to think about it really hard. Um, and then teenagers would be my third. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, I definitely love me a teenager. We both have used those when we've had them. Um, I'm not sure what I'm going to do when my teenager is no longer around. So if all of a sudden you guys see Colorful Clipboard and Texas Director completely disappear from social media in two years, know that we no longer have a a, a readily available teenager. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So on that, if you're sitting here and you're stuck for things like artwork, my top choices are going to be Canva. Um, Because that's a great opportunity for you to make some really cool artwork. Um, If you aren't sure or you're not comfortable using pictures of your kids from your program, um, you know, it's worth a couple of months of Shutterstock um, to go download some real quality photos. Yep.
1: And you can also get free ones off of
0: Pixabay and Unsplash. Yeah, and so with all of those, though, make sure that the pictures that you're downloading are representative of the kids in your program. So um, if you're downloading a bunch of really cute pictures and they all seem to have a similar skin tone and that's not the skin tone of your program, you might want to look for some different types of photos. Um, I did find that was something that was really important um, when uh, marketing and helping people create their original websites Back in the day, um, people would use a lot of stock photos, but they wouldn't be at all representative of the population who was in their program. Absolutely. And then I think my third one um, from trying to find content um, from your uh, for your social media is within your program itself, and that is your teachers. Uh, that is. Anybody who works for you in any way, shape, or form, and you ask everybody to give you three of their favorite somethings. It could be their favorite activities in the classroom. Uh, It could be their favorite pictures that have ever been taken of kids. It could be their favorite Uh,
1: storybooks.
0: Absolutely. And then figure out how to work those into your social media so that you're not doing all the content. And, you know, Facebook lives, again, depending on what you're doing, depending on, you know, how people work, you might have a preschool teacher who is the best storyteller you've ever heard. And maybe you always want to have Wednesdays with Wendy when she does story time. And it's not something you do every day, but you make it where it's exciting, engaging, and something that's predictable. Um, that is why there are things like Taco Tuesdays and, and Women Crush Wednesdays or Man Crush Mondays or, you know. Science um, that, Saturday. Right. These are all things that make it really easy for you when developing your content calendar. Um, and that's exactly what Carrie and I used to do is we used to sit there and you'll probably, if you ever get a chance to go look at TexasDirector.org on Facebook, um, you'll probably notice a real theme on Mondays. It's um, oh, because, there's,
1: there's monkeys <laughs> or men every Monday
0: and so you know come up with your own again make it age appropriate think about your demographic you may i mean ours are directors and potential directors so us having man crush mondays is probably appropriate you may not want to necessarily share those on your business page um so definitely don't necessarily look at our content for you to share on your childcare center um maybe the hula dancers depending on you know what you're doing that week so um (laughs) Yeah, we we like the bullet answers. Um, so anyway, um, with that, thank you so much for um hanging out with us today on Colorful Clipboard, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you for listening to Colorful Clipboards. Connect with
1: us on social media at Colorful Clipboard, or send us an email to hello
0: at Colorful Clipboards. Send us your voicemail with your own questions and stories. If you want to keep learning with us, visit Texas Director where we continue to have seminars, licensing programs, and more. This show has
1: been made by me, Carrie Casey, and Kate Young with assistance from Hallie Casey and Marie Young. If you learned something today, share the show.